as we pray this morning. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Speak to us today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, on Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday, I'm going to be speaking on angels, the ministry of angels. If you not normally come to church on Wednesday night, you need to be here. Uh, the reason I'm doing this and the reason why I encourage you to come to church is this. What you don't know in the kingdom will not benefit you. It's what you know and are able to apply faith in that you can enjoy. Yes, there are angels. They may be around you. They have nothing to do. They're just around you. You need to know what the word says so that you can apply faith so that God can bless you. Amen. Today I'll continue with the message at the relationship of heart and mouth. Relationship of heart and mouth. And what we are talking about really is the principle of prayer. As a Christian, you must know how to pray. Not just to pray, but to pray and receive answer. If you're just praying just to pray, you're just a religious person. The Muslims do that. The Hindus do that. That's not what we're talking about. This is praying to God Almighty and being able to receive an answer from Him. You, we need to know the principle behind prayer or the laws surrounding prayer so that we can pray and believe God for answer. And in that principle is also the principle of faith. We need to understand the principles of faith, how faith works, how you can operate faith. If you're born again, you have faith. But how do you make your faith work for you and bring you answers from heaven? How do you make that to be in your life? That's what we're talking about. And most, uh, mostly when people talk about prayer, they're mostly concerned about the will of God. Is it God's will about this, uh, in this thing that I'm asking? Will God give this to me? Am I asking God something that is his will? And so we struggle in that because we feel like, and we've heard it, that if you don't pray according to God's will, he won't answer. I mean, it heard that before. But I told you last Sunday, God can give you something you're asking for, even if it's not His will. If you really want it and insist and apply faith, He'll give it to you. He may not be happy, but He'll give it to you. And I told you that He did that for the children of Israel. They wanted a king. God didn't like it. He said, they are putting me aside. I'm your king. Now you want another king? He told Samuel, they're rejecting me. Don't you forget it. But I'll give him. He did that to Balaam. Balaam wanted to go curse the children of Israel and get some money. God didn't want him to go. But he wanted to go. He went again to pray. And God said, okay, you can go. God can answer and give you what you want even though it's not his will. Now, God will not allow something that you ask him for if it's going to destroy your life as a child. 
You can't ask God to give you money so that you can buy some booze and get drunk. He's not going to do that for you. He's spanking. No kidding. <laughs> He's not going to do that. But I said last Sunday, there is only one thing that you need to know to determine if what you're asking for is God's will or not. Just one thing. One thing. Just bring it down to this level. That's what the Bible says. Just one thing. And this is what Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24. He says, And in that day, that's the day you're living in today. In that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I assure you, I I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatever. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask that you and you will receive that what your joy may be full. If what you are asking is going to give you fullness of joy, not cause you trouble but increase your quality of life, the way you feel about yourself and everybody else, if that's what you want from God, Jesus said, the Father will give it to you if you ask in His name. Simple. We make it too complicated. It's just that simple. He may not give it to you overnight, but it's on His way. Just wait for it. Don't change your mind. That's why the Bible says this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, His will is to give you anything that will give you fullness of joy. Ask that you may receive, that you may have fullness of joy. So if there is something in your life that is taken away from your joy, it's not God's will. And if there is something that you can ask, To change the equation, God will give it to you. That's what Jesus is saying. And I said, people ask and don't receive many times because they want that thing, not because it's going to increase their quality of joy. They want to show off. (laughs) Just to make somebody else feel bad. I'm going to show them. To God, (laughs) they they bought this new beetle. But I'm not going to have a beetle. I'm going to have a Cadillac just to show them. Ah. It's not right. You understand what I'm saying? God won't give you something that's going to hurt somebody else. And if that's what you want it for, he knows what's in your heart. He says, no, I'm not going to give you that so the other person will feel bad. Or you want this big house so that this person that you consider your enemy me know that God is blessing me and everything is fine with me not you <laughs> me that's why it says you're doing it just to spend it on your own pleasure which you like he's not going to give you that that's what James said that he says that's the war that you have inside of you 
your selfish motives inside of you. He says you are at war with yourself. And you're asking because you need that thing to win the war that you have against another person. Well, he's not going to do that. But if you are asking it for your own good, I need to pay my children need a home to live in. They need to eat. I need to have some money so that they can go to college. That's not, you're not hurting anybody. Will that make your children feel good? Yeah. Will it give you fullness of joy? Yeah. It's God's will. Jesus said, if you ask, the Father will give it to you. Up till now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask so that you will receive. If you don't ask, you're not going to receive. I want you to ask. Just ask me so that you can receive. Asking and receiving. That's the principle here. Ask because you desire it. He will make you have fullness of joy. Ask so that you can receive. So that you can have fullness of joy. That's the God, Father's will. He came to bless us. When you read in Psalm 23, goodness and mercy shall follow me. How many days of my life? Oh, I love that. Can you say that again? <laughs> All the days of my life. All the days of my life. He's the devil that tells you, yeah, that's for them, not you. Who said that? He says, if you, that's you, right? That's you. If you ask anything in my name. And I tell you, you better begin to ask now. Because as you ask, and as he begins to bring them into your life, then you gain confidence. Amen? Your confidence grows. And then you begin to ask for bigger things. So that you have bigger joy. Amen? And people can actually see God working in you. Let me share something about the principle of prayer. First, you must have a desire. <laughs> you ask this, what do you want? I don't know. <laughs> Just anything. That's his. He's no desire. You understand? The desires of a righteous man shall what? Be granted. God has already declared that if you have a desire, it's going to be granted. You've got to have a desire. God, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even imagine. When you are imagining something, it's your desire, right? So that you can feel better about life. Jesus died so that you can feel better about life, about your family, about your country, and about God. That's why he died. That's why he died. He said, when you get up there, no, right here. You're not going to have eternal life. You have eternal life right here. That's why he came. Eternal life means mucho life. Excuse me. <laughs> Big life. You know, you hear people singing this little light of mine. Who told you God gave you a little light? Where did God give somebody a little light? He came so that we can receive blessing. First, you must desire it. Let it be something that you dream of. Just like Joseph. He had that dream. God planted it in his heart. He never forgot. He was, it seemed like he was going down. But he never forgot. 
He knew what God had placed in his heart. Many times, that desire, if it's not to hurt somebody else, that desire you have in your heart to be somebody, to do something, guess who put it there? God himself. And he's waiting for you to act on it. And you're looking to people. Where can I get the money? Where can I do this? How can I get it done? How, who do I talk to? Nobody likes me. I don't have the right accent. Shut up. No kidding. <laughs> who told you there's a right accent? To get something done. When God says he wants to get it done. But you have to have that desire. Let the desire be inside of you. Let it burn inside of you. Let the desire make you sleepless. So you can't go to sleep because you keep thinking about this great thing that you want God to do for you. Paul Yonggi says, have a burning desire. That's what Joseph, I mean Jacob had. He said, I will not let you go except you bless me. You got to bless me today. I need it. That was strong desire. I'm not going to let you go. I need this blessing. So you have to have the desire. The second thing you must ask. You need to ask. That's what Jesus said up till now. You have asked me nothing. You have asked me nothing. But I'm telling you now, the day has come for you to ask in my name. And the Father is going to give it to you. He didn't say the Father may, the Father will. Why do we make it so complicated? Yes, it's a difficult situation. But can God take care of a difficult situation? Yes, he can. Can you ask of anything that's so big? God says, this one is really huge. I have to think about this. I have to go back and see if I have this, if I can do this. I'm not sure if I have what it takes to do what you're asking is. It's really big. You think God would do that? <laughs> you can't even imagine a thing that, that God would consider, wow, that's, wow, that's wonderful. Where did you get that from? It's not possible for you to do that here. So but God says, what if I, you can desire? Ask Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall knock and the door will be. But then he added, everyone who asks receives. Everyone means you. Why can't you just accept that? Will Jesus lie to you? Everyone who asks receives. The reason you are not receiving is because you are not asking. No desire. But when you ask, the third thing is you need to believe that he heard you. And that the answer is on his way. You know, when you tell your kid, you know, I'm going to buy you a bicycle uh, at Christmas. Huh? Guess what? As soon as they leave your presence... Especially if they really want that bicycle and they've, they've gone to the shopping center and they know what kind of bicycle they want and you said yes, they go out to their friend, guess what? Guess what? They don't have the bicycle yet. They say, come December, you're going to be seeing my bicycle. He's on his way. They, don't, they have no idea that possibly daddy might lose his job, right? They don't care. 
You gave your word, they got it. And they go out. Jesus said, except you are converted and become as children, you will not enter. Meaning, you won't enjoy the kingdom of God. You don't understand how it works. You have to become like a child. Just accept it. That's the principle. Three, you believe it, or you have a desire in your heart, you pray, and then you believe God has heard you. And then go brag about it. Amen? That is on his way. Go brag about it. Just like the little kid is on his way. Amen? That's what Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, hey, things is not ungodly. Amen? <laughs> things. If you're really, really spiritual, you say, spiritual things, brother. You are eating spiritual food in your home while your kids go to bed without natural food. Huh? Things. Things. What things? Whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you received them. Jesus said you have them. If you believe them after you've prayed, just believe them. And you will have them. Maybe not the next day, but he's on his way. And you know what the enemy does? Right after you pray and you're trying to believe, sometimes something hits your pocketbook even harder. And you're thinking, I just prayed last night. How, how is that going to be done? That's the time to really rejoice because a miracle is coming. That's a good sign. Something good is about to happen. That's when you go to God and say, God, I know you, have, you heard me now. Because the enemy is going to try you to see if you will let go of your faith. So you need to believe. Another principle of prayer, that's John 15 verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what God desires. Is that what it says? You will ask what you desire. So desire is very important. But you have to, be, to allow Jesus to be at peace in your life. And his word has to be in you unchallenged. By what you see, by what you hear, by the circumstances around you, what the doctors tell you, the word has to be at, at rest in your life. You know it and you believe it. And you're not going to be shaken by it. And when that's the case, all you need to do is ask what you will and the Father will give it to you. So that's the key principle here in the Word of God. Today I want to go on and I want to go for, uh, the, to talk about the relationship of the heart and the mouth with regards to the principle of faith. So we need two, principle of prayer and then we need the principle of faith. Because faith will work without prayer. But prayer cannot work without faith. I repeat that again. Prayer will not work without faith. You can call the whole of Houston to pray. If they are praying in unbelief, guess what? You get nothing. 
prayer is powerful only when it's mixed with faith. But faith will work even if you don't pray. You just believe it and you speak it with your mouth. Without praying, it will work. I've had situations where a word is told me and I know I'm God's child. And I feel, I'm, I, this is what's going to happen. I tell you, this is what's going to be. I don't need to pray after that. And God does it. Because faith will work without prayer. But prayer cannot work without faith. So, what's, this, what's the principle of faith? Let me show you how faith works. In Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. He says, and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, so since we have the same spirit of faith now according to what is written, then I believed and therefore I what? I spoke. We also now believe and therefore speak there is a strong relationship between believing and speaking you can believe if you don't speak your believing will not work you need both of them for it to work Faith is a spirit. That's what it tells us. We have in the same spirit of faith. As it is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. If you believe, you have to speak. If you speak and don't believe, it won't work. If you believe and you don't speak, it will not work. It is a spirit. The opposite of faith is fear. Fear is also a spirit. In Romans chapter 8 verse 15, he said, We have not received again the spirit of bondage again to fear. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we call on God, Abba, Father. When you have fear, you have the spirit of bondage. You are still bound if there is fear. Fear is a spirit. The result of fear in your life is bondage. Death, darkness, faith is also a spirit. We have in the same spirit of faith. If you have that in your life, what you have is light, life, light, life. If you have faith, everything that's in your life that's dying must come back alive. Yes. Faith goes with light. Let me share something with you, okay? You remember God spoke the word 
in Genesis. God is a faith God. But God had light in himself, okay? But light on the outside couldn't be seen, right? God spoke the word of faith, and light that was within came into the visible realm. Amen? He was already there. Faith is what takes what you can't see that's inside and reveals it to the world. But it comes through speaking. Just like we have it in Genesis. If your words are all words of fear, guess what you got? Death and darkness. Everything you are speaking fear over begins to die. You can pray. You can call Pastor Andy to pray. I always speak on him. But you're wasting your time. What's coming out from your mouth? Faith is a spirit. Fear is also a spirit. And the devil knows how to play the game. He brings a situation into your life that causes you to fear. And then, because you are afraid, you begin to speak your fears. And guess what? You give life, or should I say death, to whatever you're speaking in your life. The principle of faith, which is the opposite of the principle of fear. Now, those two things have to be together. I pray that God gives you understanding today. Amen. So you understand, this is not just coming to church so that you hear some words. You got to find something to grow by, right? You need the milk, the word, the meat, so that you have something that you can use in life, not just a religious person, but to change your life. So that the world can see the light that's in you because your life is changed. But you need the principles of prayer and you need the principle of faith to change the world around you. So that the world can see it. So that the world can see it. Forget these emotions. And stay with the word of God. Does it mean you're going to be devoid of emotions? No, it gives you even more. Better ones. Because you got confidence in life. That regardless of what's going on around you, you got God on your side and I'm going to make it. No matter what, I am going to make it. Amen. I'm going to make it. You will make it in Jesus' name. No matter what's coming against your life, this, year, this particular year, things are going to be turning around. In the name of Jesus, good things are coming your way. Blessings are coming your way. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. God will smite your enemies in Jesus' name. Amen. The devils will get it. As you begin to speak. Let me say this as I close because of time. Your faith has to be somewhere. Your faith needs two parts of your body. Your life to work for you. Your faith has to be first in your heart and then in your mouth. 
And I'm going to share scriptures with you. Your faith has to be first in your heart and in your mouth. Your mouth will not work without your heart. And your heart will not work without your mouth. They are twin brothers. They go together. They go together. Stop being religious. Keep it simple. And let me read this scripture for you and I'm going to close. Okay? It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 10. But what does it say? The word is near you. In your, say in my mouth. The word is near you. In your mouth. God is wanting you to do something with the word in your mouth. And in your, where? Your heart. Those two. Your heart and your mouth. That's where God wants the word in. It's got to be in your heart and in your mouth. You need those two places for the word to work. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. So what is the kind of word we're talking about? It's not the word of fear. It's the word of faith that we, which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with your heart, so you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth, speaking the spirit of faith, if you do that, if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, it gives you four means because, or for this reason, the reason why you will be saved is because this is the way God has made it. This is a spiritual law. It works all the time for everybody. If you do just this, it works because of four. That's what it says. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You need both of them for you to be delivered. You need both of them. Amen? We need both of them. Do you believe I'm talking to everybody here this morning. Do you truly believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God? You have no doubt in your mind that Jesus is the Son of God, raise your hand. You have no doubt in your heart. Everybody, are you really real? You know what you're talking about? Do you really believe that? You got no doubt in your heart? Good. Good. Now, do you believe that Jesus is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead? Now, can you tell somebody that's sitting by you I want you to say it. Say to the person sitting by you and say, Jesus is now the Lord and Savior of my life. I need you to say it. Hmm. But let me ask you, does your heart agree with what you just said? Did your heart agree with what you just said? Your heart agreed? You know what you are now? You are a Christian. <laughs> Does that surprise you? Say, well, but I didn't feel any goosebumps. Who told you you got to feel a goosebump? If you said that, okay, 
from your heart and you meant it. Guess who you are, according to the scriptures? You are a Christian. Your name just got written. If you've never done that before, because you said it and you really meant it, your name just got written in the book of life. You are a Christian. Act like one. Act like one. Stop acting like the devil from now on. That's not your father anymore. When you go to your office tomorrow, walk like the child of God. Walk in with confidence. They say, well, what's wrong with you, brother? They say, are you okay? He said, something good must be happening in your life. Yeah. I'm a child of God. They said, we are too. They said, that, not like that. <laughs> Mine is different. I made my confession in church. I'd like you to do it again. Do it again. <laughs> do it again. Okay. Do you really believe we're closing, okay? I'm being <laughs> I'm being kind of silly, but I, I mean what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And it's real. Before God. Okay. Do you really believe with all of your heart? No doubt that Jesus is the Son of God. Born by the Virgin Mary. You know that with all of your heart. And you know that he died for your sins, right? And you want him for your Savior, right? Now, I want you, says, with the heart man believes unto. You're righteous because you already believe. But you need to say it with your mouth. Tell the person sitting right by you, Jesus is my Savior. Brag a little bit. Tell them, tell them, tell them now. Tell them. Good, good. Oh, yes, yes. You know what that means? You are righteous. You are righteous. You got no sin anymore. You're free. You are a child of God. You are born again. You are the servant of God. You are. You don't have to come here and cry. You don't have to come here and beg. He didn't say to beg. He said to confess with your mouth. And you confess, not with my mouth. I guess you spoke with your own mouth, not my mouth. He said if you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. You are a Christian. Don't let the devil tell you you're not. If you meant it with your heart and you spoke it with belief inside, you are a Christian. Now, begin to walk like one. Begin to love the world. Begin to love one another. Forgive those that have offended you. Call them and say, I love you. And say, what have you been drinking? Don't say, don't worry about it. I just love you. I love you. I love you. Stand up with me this morning. Speak the word with your mouth. Amen. The word is near you. If it's the word of finances, it's near you in your mouth and in your heart. Speak it. Amen? Next week, I'm going to continue with this. And please come back so you get the whole thing. So that God will put that thing in your heart and you will be blessed. Thank you guys for reminding me. Please be serious. I'm going all over the place. I need to take an offering from my dear sister here this morning. And I came ready and I was forgetting. Okay, please. Uh, 
I want us to bless her. Angela, please. I came with my blessing. Oh, no, you bless her too. <laughs> That's wonderful. You know, I enjoy just investing in a person's life. You know what I mean? And see what God makes out of them. That's just.